What's up guys, Sean here. This is a very special week for us here at the Dad and Rock Podcast. We had guests for the first time. Kyle and Trisha from My Drunk Movie Theater stopped by. Uh, we had about an hour-long conversation, and that'll be the episode this week. Uh, next week will be back to normal, just Chris and I. So yeah, enjoy. Are you ready? High voltage is Join our hosts, Chris and Sean, while they turn up the voltage. Welcome back to Dad and the Rock High Voltage. This is Sean. And this is Chris. And uh, we're here for another live high voltage episode. Sort of our, you know, our vodcast where we're not talking about WandaVision or Mandalorian. We're just kind of BSing. And this is a very special week because we have a couple of folks from another podcast. There are other podcasts out there besides Dad and Rock? Uh, are there important ones or is it just Dad and Rock? I don't know. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> I think everybody and their aunt has a uh, uh, podcast these days. But uh, we've got another uh, another podcast here. My Drunk Movie Theater, we've got uh, Kyle and Trisha. Let's just bring them on. What the heck? There we go. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. Awesome. Welcome awesome. to Dad and Rock. You guys are our first guest. Woohoo! We're uh, we'll be happy to pop that cherry. Oh yeah, thank you. By the way, I didn't I didn't ask before we went live. Is there uh, is there a limit to what I am allowed and allowed not to say? Because uh, no. I, I say let it fly. We're, we're so few people watch us or listen to us. Who really cares? I say we're family friendly. So please try to edit yourself. Yes. Whoever you All like right. the best, go with that. Go with that. There, there we go. <laughs> I'll try to keep it. As we do have some. We have, possible. we have some family to watch. Yeah, but no, I go up a little bit. We're kidding. Just say whatever the heck you want. Okay. All right. But, um, Trisha, you cannot be dropping sea bombs on this show. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> she got the mouth like a sailor. It's because she's part Scottish. So. Oh. Wait, we can't bring something up like that up. And uh, do you, do you have an accent? Can you she's do? She's not from accent? Scotland. No. She just. Go ahead. I'll let you. I threw it out there. My my last name is Scottish, so I have Scottish heritage, but no connection to the country whatsoever. Okay, that's fair. She that's fair. Know. But she has a, a trip planned, if I remember right, that you oh, are yeah. going to go on eventually. Is that does it still yeah. go this year? Uh, hoping for this year, but if all else fails, wait till next year. What, to go uh, to Scotland? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a big deal. Yeah, I was supposed to go last September for my birthday. Um, is there a is, like COVID. I've got a trip uh, Disney plan? It was supposed to be last June. Uh, it is now scheduled for this coming June, and I've pretty much have some things like benchmarks I need to see happen before we decide we're fully good. We, we've got it booked again, but we're able to reschedule if needed. Is there something you need to see before you decide it, it your trips a go? Uh, one of the biggest things is. Uh, the castle that is the head of where the head of clan Campbell lives. That's, that's my family. So that's, that's kind of one of the big ones I want to go see. So is it nice. just not open now? Uh, it's only open part of the year, but they closed down last year and I, I don't know if they're opening this year or not. So I got to kind of, you know, what? give them a call. It says family name yeah. open for me. That's <laughs> yes, right. Hopefully it's open <laughs> no, by the time you go. I can just call them up. It's fine. Didn't Scotland ban Trump from, Showing up over there because of the windmills or something. <laughs> because of the windmills. Wow. Was that Scotland? Well, that, yeah, he, 
there were some windmills on a Trump property, and that's his big thing against windmills. He was like, they give you cancer. Oh, I hate those windmills. And the yeah. people of Scotland were like, don't come rushing over here after you get booted out of the White House. <laughs> I know you got property over here, but uh, he ain't allowed. Well, that's funny. Anyway. This, went, this went to a direction I didn't expect. <laughs> and that's, that's how it goes. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think entire Scottish villages showed up at his resort there to protest him when he came to town. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Um, remember, the signage was really fun to look at. Uh, you know, if you just want to see just how good the Scots are at insulting people. Um, I bet there's some of the best. Of that just <laughs> oh, I learned something really funny about uh, like over in England. Mm -hmm. The word Trump is actually used as a slang for fart. Yep. Yes. Are you for I, real? I am dead yes. serious. Oh, I did no. not know this. I was like, oh, that 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 could not line up any better. <laughs> that's, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But we are way... Look, like I said... I figured we'd get off topic. Got, real okay. quick. We don't really well, have uh, a topic. Yeah, yeah, there really isn't one. But uh, you guys have been doing My Drunken Movie Theater. And we kind of talked about this before. But uh, how long have you been doing? Why did you get into it? Uh, well, it started off um, a few years ago... Uh, we had talked about, yeah, yeah, we should do a podcast because I think everybody was kind of getting into the podcast craze at that point. Um, but I, uh, I, I have to have somebody hold my feet to the fire in order to get me to do things after I say, yeah, I'll do them. Uh, that's why my <laughs> wife will nag me for a year and a half to, to get some kind of outdoor project done. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so it started from that and then it eventually turned into uh, my best friend was wanting to do a political podcast, and we talked about that. He passed away uh, about three years ago. Shoot, now. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we appreciate it. Sorry to bring the the mood down, but you're asking for a, for an origin story. You're going to get <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> um, and so after he after he passed away, I I said, all right, you know what? He I'm not going to do a political show. We might talk politics on there every now and then. Um, but I feel like we need to do something. So uh, about the end of or about the start of 2018 is when we kind of started working our way into getting a podcast together. And it was like, well, do we do another movie podcast or, you know, cause like everybody has a movie podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of like with us. Everyone's got a pop culture podcast. <laughs> right. So, uh, but I feel like we have a very unique perspective uh, because we actually work in the theater industry. We're both. Sure. So I figured you get theater people together, especially at alcohol, the stories just start flowing. That's that's what we know. That's what we talk about. Yeah. And that's some of my up. that's some of my favorite parts of your show. When you start off and there's some crazy like customer interaction, that's that's my favorite part of the show, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, we're we're good for that. And luckily between the two of us, we've got uh let's see, you've got about 14 years, mm -hmm. I've got seven separately. Uh, just because I work my way in and out. <laughs> so, um, but between the two of us, plus the people we know, we we have a lot of stories to share. Um, some fun, some not so fun, some just flat out gross. Uh, yeah, and so that's kind of where we started from. And so it's it's just evolved from doing that and then some movie news to, you know, sometimes we'll bring friends on and we'll, We'll play games. We haven't done that in a while. And it's been kind of hard just with uh, everybody's schedules. schedules. Right. Um, 
but yeah, that's just kind of how we how we got into it. Now we're we're coming up on on two years in March, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's our origin. Well, I love the premise of just getting the point of view from you guys, especially mm-hmm. you know you probably. I wouldn't say lucked into it, but the movie theater industry has kind of been spotlighted here in the last year with the COVID and everything shutting down and to be able to hear from people who work in that industry and just, you know, the hardships they've had to face and what it's been like to try to overcome that stuff. It's been real interesting. So I think people should give you guys a listen. It's, it's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. We usually run with a staff of 30 to 40, depending on the time of year. And right now we're running the building with about eight. Oh, crazy! I could, I man, I couldn't imagine just how much goes in like one person acting like three. That's got to be nuts. Yeah, I'm a well. I probably don't need to tell you guys. You guys work in the theater, but well, Chris and I, we were movie theater goers. I mean, that some of our favorite memories together were going to the movie theaters, like double features. Oh, so um, we started. Cut you off here. We started no. back. Um, our like first double feature was like uh, Batman Forever and uh, Congo. The kind of made us a little bit. God. And uh, so we've we've been friends since we grade. Yeah. So we we've been we've been together you know for a while. But uh, we started doing. His mom started us on that, and then we started going to our local AMC and buying AMC four theaters. A ticket for one movie. A ticket for like the the PG movie, but going into Scream. Mm-hmm. And we started doing that for everyone. We were young; we couldn't get these, you know, these tickets, you know, at the actual box office. And we we got as far and as brazen to buying a movie theater ticket. I don't even know what ticket we bought. No, but here, we've seen I do. Howard Stern's Private Parts. We yeah, we wanted to see Howard Stern's Private Parts, and then that's what we saw. Oh no, the one we got caught was Flubber. So we went in. <laughs> we wanted to see Scream Two, right? So we bought a ticket for Flubber, um, and then the guy, as we're kind of like, we bought our popcorn and stuff, we were walking into the Scream 2 theater, the usher walks up behind us, and he's like, could I see your tickets, please? And we have to show our tickets and feign like we didn't know, oh, we were like, oh, is this not the Flubber theater? Oh, gosh, gee, sorry. And then we had to sit there just seething. We were like, you know, 15, 16, just sitting there, just like, I can't believe we're sitting here watching Flubber. And the whole, but we, I mean, we sat there, because we, you know, we got a ride to the place, and and our ride wasn't going to be back until the movie was over, so we were just stuck. <laughs> so we begrudgingly watched Flubber. Oh, uh, when you're teens, but uh, I'll, I can uh, never look at that movie the same way. <laughs> I never revisited it. That except they were trying to see uh, horrible bosses. The mistake <laughs> was that they'd been in the weekend before and tried to go ahead and buy the, the movie they wanted, and threw a fit and fought with me over it. Tried to get their grandma to buy the ticket and leave. It was a whole big ordeal. So when they came in oh, the wow. next weekend. And bought a ticket to whatever PG kids movie and didn't even try to go see, you know, horrible bosses like I knew they would. I was like, that mm, no, I don't, I don't trust you. I remember <laughs> you. And so I literally followed them into horrible bosses, which was on the completely opposite side of where they were, and went tickets. And they're like, what? oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got them. Got them. With your theater, do you like some places? I actually pull it before you can get to the concessions, and then it's open to go either right or left. Or do you guys sometimes when I'm at either you go right or left, it's actually on those ends. So I don't know what makes them determine which way they're going to be set up that day. But if it's open, if I if I give them my ticket and they rip my flubber ticket and they say it's over here, I go to concessions. His back's to me now. I go whatever direction I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 
All right, so pre-pandemic, that's kind of how we were laid out. You walk in, the box offices are, are right there at the front. Uh, and then we actually had ropes up so that way our, our ticket person can hold, you know, stand there at the pole, tear your tickets and all that. Um, once you get past that, yeah, it's a le- little easier to get away uh, uh, with all that. However, back in the day, and I say back in the day, I'm 33 years old and <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So uh, so back when I, when I first started, we actually would go and card at the door of the R-rated films. Oh, wow. Uh, at least the big ones that we knew were going to be a problem uh case in point i can't count how many teenagers i turned away for harold and kumar escape from guantanamo bay um oh i ruined i ruined a date over stepbrothers oh yes oh okay yeah you can't just throw that out there you gotta give us a story we gotta hear it i was i was a frontliner and uh i knew they were carting at the door and I knew the guys carting at the door. Now, there's people that their entire joy in life is kicking people out. And these were the guys that were, yeah, these are the tough guys that were carting <laughs> at the door. And so this couple comes up and I, I asked for their ID. He was only 19. She didn't have her ID. In order to buy someone else's ticket, you have to be 21. So she didn't have her ID. And he got so mad at her. And they're like, just let us in. I was like, even if I sell you the ticket, you're going to get to the door. They're going to turn you away. Sorry. Yeah. Why waste well, money? They, on it. They, he stomped out of there with her dragging behind, trying to beg him to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't bring it. Oh my god, that's yeah. rough. That uh, must have been an awkward date afterwards too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've done that one. There was that one, and then there was mine. I didn't ruin anybody's date, um, but I had to go and defend one of my fellow managers who got shoved over by a little girl uh, oh. for Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, oh well, no yes so yeah uh so it's opening weekend of that movie i had done the carding on friday night and so i'm a bigger guy i'm, I'm not tall i'm about you know 511 but you know big enough dude that people don't don't typically screw with me so i carded friday night so saturday night i'm in concession and we've got this uh this young kid with us um josh we call him filipino josh because we had like 18 joshes at one time and that we had to discern each one. So sure. Anyway, so this Josh, <laughs> this Josh is about like five three, five four, little guy. Got stuck carting at this auditorium, and a whole group of of teenagers and preteens came up for this movie. None of them were old enough to be in there, and literally like shoved him into the wall. He actually comes to me, and he won't tell me that that's what happened. And he goes, "Can you come help me?" And I go, "Yeah. What's what's wrong?" He goes, I just got shoved out of the way by a little little kid over here for oh, no. Halloween. And I go, I'm sorry, Josh. You're, you're going to have to speak up. I didn't quite hear you. <laughs> and he, he repeated himself. And I go, all right, hold on, hold on. When you say little, how little are we talking? And he's like, and I go, wait, boy or girl? Because I have to add to his humiliation. Sure. <laughs> it was a girl, and I said, please tell me she was just your size and just actually, you know, buff. He's like, no, she was like 12, and I'm like, bro. That's <laughs> bad. I had to go in, and this is back before we had uh, uh, recliners and socially distanced seats, so this auditorium used to hold like 200 people, and they're, these kids are all on like the front two rows of the auditorium. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, and 
I wound up kicking out. I think there were probably about 20 of them after, after it was all said and done. Um, just acting like little shit asses. So, uh, <laughs> you know. so I'm just like, really? So I've, I, I haven't seen him in a long time, but uh, Josh, if you're listening, I'm sorry I have to embarrass you with that story every single time it comes up. Josh will never meet you, but I'll always remember you. That's true. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's when it's kind of sitting in the back. I mean, we have inter- like interactions with like, I'm known as the ass of our group. When we have a, a big group, I'm I'm definitely the one that will uh will say something stupid, do something stupid, but uh there was a point complaining. Where... He's a Karen. Chris is a Karen. Oh, he called me a Karen. That's Ooh. messed up. Ooh. You're a bit of a Karen. You got Karen tendencies. Before before Karen was Karen, maybe. <laughs> before Karen was Karen, you were the OG Karen. Karen. He was Karen before school. Yeah, oh, man. Man, now I'm not we, uh, proud of the story. I got to tell the McDonald's story <laughs> one. So, so when we were like, I don't know, late teens, 19, we had just, we were living in Dayton, Ohio. He's still there, but I was there too with him. And we had just made a big move, you know, moved from one house to the other. And uh, we were teenage boys. So, of course, they handed us everything. And we got real sweaty and tired that day. He's got a big family too. He's got, um, I don't know, so many siblings, I lost count. He's the oldest of a bunch of siblings. Of, of six. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, six. We have, we have a Brady bunch. My yeah. God. Yeah. Um, I'm, so I'm sorry. Hold on. Tell your dad to get off mom. Like, uh, good God. <laughs> I sorry. I come from a family of three, and that's too big for me. So. Oh man. Yeah. You have no idea how much my handful of things is. I'm a baby of four, and I'm always telling people my family's not big. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 My wife doesn't understand. You know, she comes from a family of two. Two. Her and her sister, and I'm like. It's easy to handle too. Add four more. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, we were teenagers when when the twins were born, right? Like the uh, the youngest. Yeah, so there's a big big divide. There's eighteen ages. years difference between me and my youngest siblings. Yeah. Oh jeez. Wow. But uh, that that particular day, so we were famished. We were beat. We went to McDonald's, and they they got the order wrong, of course. So we went. To, you know, it was a big order for his big family. We picked it up and brought it back home, and the order was wrong. And we didn't feel like dealing with it because we were dead tired and sweaty and gross, and we didn't feel like going back out. But we did. And yeah. well, uh, okay, Chris... so let's let's, let's, let's let's stop this right here. Everybody's meal was correct. Mine was missing. I paid for all of it. Oh, oh no. I was not You're a happy human. camper. I yeah, I think I might like my eyes were turning red. I was so mad. You're Karen. <laughs> that that's oh crap. There we go. Oh, uh, there we go. That's the new episode name. I, I think it's got to be. <laughs> I think we got to. Re- I've got to rename it on YouTube. That's just what it's got to be. This is Karen. That's yeah. that's got to be it. Well, he busted out. So he, of course, you know, he he wanted to. He kind of let loose on the cashier. He wanted to the manager. He spoke to the manager. He brought out the phrase. This is a common occurrence. I've been here, and this is not the first time this has happened. This is a common occurrence. When he said the phrase, a common occurrence, I don't, I mean, given we're like what? We were like, I don't know, like 18. I mean, we 19, were just these yeah. young shits. And I walked away. I had to walk away because I was just about to bust out laughing. This is a common occurrence. Talking like he's 43 years old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. That, yeah, that story is going to, is always, is always going to live on. But and, this would love. The funny thing the, is, I, I bring it up. Yeah, we we do from time to time. Chris would uh, love the chance to throw somebody out of a theater. I think. 
Uh, yeah, I, so, sorry, I have to, I have to share my own Karen story. And I was about <laughs> the same age too, by the way, uh, about 18, 19 years old. I went to a backyard burger for lunch after just a really shitty day uh, and ordered a, a burger. I, I wanted it with no mustard because I'm just not the biggest mustard fan and I think no onions. They brought out mustard onions. I just politely, hey, send it back. Can you just remake that, please? Whatever. Right. Go back down. They brought my food back out to me. It was a grilled chicken sandwich. <laughs> Okay. That's completely different. Yeah, so, so hold on. So yeah. So at that point, I feel like my rage is justified. I actually demanded to speak to the kid that cooked it. Uh, <laughs> once he got out there, I just looked at him and I said, "What did I order?" And he, you know, rattled off the order. And I go, "What the hell is that?" And he goes, "It's a grilled chicken sandwich." And I go, "You could fuck up a wet dream, couldn't you?" Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. I just I lost my temper and I I went off on this kid. And then his manager got involved. Uh, somehow I got her to give me my money back. I would not have in my shoes. So you were uh, hangry, man. I mean, oh, dude, I was not. Comes out, it's wrong. It's like I get it. You know, you've you've been in the service industry or you've been around it or you know just the industry where you have to deal with the, the common folk, right? Yeah. So you know you have this level of patience, but by the second time and they come out and it's not even a burger anymore. I don't blame you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, no that that is that is my one just like really bad like I just went off on somebody. Uh, but I share that story and I go, and that's the reason that we need to have a 15 now. You have to put up with that crap on a, on a regular basis. Oh, uh, yeah. minimum well, he wage. Brings up the idea of, uh, yeah. yeah. So he brings up the idea that I would be, I would love to be able to throw someone out of the theater. And it just reminds mm -hmm. me, I used to work security for target, both oh, uniformed God. and, uh, and plain clothes. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that was probably the most eventful and, uh, Day-to-day, -day, you never knew what you're walking into type job. I mean, we, we stopped kids as young as six for Pokemon cards and old ladies old as 75 for, you know, jewelry at the jewelry counter. It was it, it was it was so much fun, though. <laughs> I don't okay. know what that really says about me, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, so I got to ask, what is the weirdest thing, then, that you found somebody shoplifting? A DVD player down the front of their pants. And... <laughs> And 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 the camera was sitting right there. We literally seen him just pull up his shirt, slip the full DVD player in box down the front of his pants. Yeah, DVD player in your pocket. Me, I was I was like, you got to be kidding me, man! You you really think you're gonna walk out the door with that? But uh, I mean, I've had instances when I have I've had a cop that was like maybe four nine roll into my office that was no bigger than a janitor's closet in one of these stores, taser mm -hmm. pulled. The guy was I'm I'm six two. This guy was a good six five, maybe 280, 290. And uh they were shoplifting stuff to make meth. And this cop wasn't oh. messing around. Wow. And this, this was before they put everything behind the counter. So I mean he Jeez. had batteries, he had bleach, he had uh uh the cola, the, the Sudafed and things. He he was taking all of that. And before we even attempted to try to stop him, we called you know, local PD It's like, I'm not getting in his way because I don't know what he's going to do to me. And I'm only, I was only making like maybe 12 bucks. I wasn't making nowhere near enough to put myself in the way of this guy. Right. right. And I was like, you know what? 
I, I, I was flabbergasted. Like, dude, if you hit him with that taser, he's going to knock into me. You're going to shock me. Plus, you're going to ruin my office. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. Back in my head, I was like, just let me get out of here first. <laughs> There's cameras recording everything. I don't need to be in this room. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days, man. I used to manage a Suncoast at the mall right next to the Target he, he worked at. I miss so I would. Video. I figured you guys would remember <laughs> Sam Goody and Suncoast. We still have yeah. one up here. Do you? We, we still have a Suncoast, yeah. Nice. Isn't that crazy? Do you, uh, time do I you ever walk time in? Time I walk by, you've been in there. Uh, I was up at the mall about a month ago. We're there on Christmas. I think I walked by. Was high high in, when I was a manager in 2005, so I can't imagine what it's like these days. Yeah, no, it's stuck in the time. It's stuck back in like time. You still walk into it, and it feels like the same thing. It's kind of like Kmart hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. No, it's just, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've, I've got no other way to put it. It's just so sad looking at it. The, the red neon. But yeah, I, I remember walking into Target at the end of the day after my shift was done, and I would catch him at the front of Target just with his khaki colored uniform, just taking care of business, kicking ass, taking names at Target. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I have, I've had so many experiences there that I'll, I'll never forget. And it just, it's so, they're just, just a, you know, it's a kind of a time capsule. Like, okay, that's what I was doing at that time. And like, there's so many memories that I probably need to knock them out, put some things in there worth remembering, but uh, they're never going to leave. No. I got no. a question for, for the movie theater folks here. Um, oh. I've always wondered, I've never done this myself. Chris and I are guilty of buying one ticket and then walking into a different theater, but I've never double dipped. And I've always wondered how you stop people from doing that, where they just like buy a ticket for one, one movie, they see that movie, and then instead of leaving, they just, you know, walk into another theater. You guys run into that? Uh, yes. Um, Sorry, there's chaos going on upstairs, and I okay. don't know what the hell's going on, and I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I lock um, myself in my office here, so that's how I avoid mine. So. <laughs> uh, it kind of depends on the person, though. Whether or not we just say, hey, buy a ticket or leave, or if more serious action is taken. I once had a dude theater hopping that we quickly discovered he was extremely drunk. So mm. the, the cops were called to take care of him. Mm -hmm. Oh. Him off the premises. But generally, it's, it's, hey, either go buy a ticket or get out. Yeah. It is uh, with outside the pandemic, when we switched over to reserved seating. It's gotten a lot harder to do that. Um, yeah, willing to sit on the front row. Um, so that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, I've had people that I've caught over the years, but it's like I said, it was back before we remodeled and and got reclining seats and all that. Right. Um, but <laughs> it's funnier now to catch them doing it because uh, even even during the pandemic. Because we're limited capacity, we know exactly how many tickets we've sold and all that. There's been several times where we uh, we have found people that have gone into a movie that they didn't buy a ticket for. And I, I am just one of those that I just like to stir the pot. I will go and shut the projector off oh, and no. wait, for them, wait for them to come to me. Um, oh, that's you know, terrific. And well, uh, it must be here somewhere. I'm that's a rhetorical question. The, the answer is actually you don't have one because I have the numbers here. <laughs> we didn't sell to this one, we didn't sell to it. You need to leave. <laughs> All right, well, so here's another question. 
Yeah. For for a person who goes to the theater and uh, say they either double dip or they're in the wrong theater watching the, a different movie, are you any uh, more lax than a person that maybe has that big old tub of popcorn and soda and maybe some candy, bought some concessions versus the person that doesn't have anything? Um, probably a little more, uh, just because that money's going directly to to our company and they're right in our pockets. Yeah. yeah. Um, Screw the studio. However. However, it ties back to that whole reserve seating thing again. If you wind up doing that and you wind up hopping into somebody else's seat, I'm yeah, that would cause an issue. I, I would be, so I, I would be mortified. Yeah. Like if I were sitting, if I tried that and, and attempted that, and all of a sudden somebody walks up and like, "Hey, you're in my seat," I would like run out of the theater. <laughs> well, it's kind of like going to a concert. It's like, okay, that's my seat. Yeah. What are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing that amazes me that I've run into a couple times, not so much now, but pre-pandemic, is the people that will go into the theater, realize someone's in their seat, and instead of saying something either to them or come out and say something to us, they'll just sit in another seat. Yeah. Like, I, I had someone come out once and tell me that someone was in their seat, and I go up there, and it's a whole string of people. And the movie started. I talked to about four different people who are like, well, someone was oh, in my shit. seat, so I sat in this seat. The people, that was I'm a snowball effect. Well, I'm supposed to be over there. And eventually you're just like, I, I, I can't. Like, what a mess. Yeah. That's how I get accused of being racist. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh <laughs> man! Yeah, she she happened eventually. I was like, I can't, I can't get up, reseat the entire theater. Can I get you in another show? Right. Being racist, so I had to go get my my our district manager happened to be there that day. So I went and got him, and he's like, I will stop the theater, I will turn on the lights, and I will make everybody move. And suddenly she goes, Well, that that's that's not necessary. And <laughs> point out, okay, so it's, it's her the one. She's the one that's making us do this. <laughs> so the six to five white dude is okay, but the like five eight white girl is is racist. Same, oh. same okay, okay. I mean, to be fair, you are spectacularly white. <laughs> so, I at least have a little street cred being part Mexican. You you are just Bond villain. White. <laughs> so, oh, I'm of uh, I'm of Irish descent. My last name's Mulholland, so that's why I keep oh, the yeah. lights down low here in this room, so you can't <laughs> see it as much. <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, you know sun poisoning and blisters when you go to the beach. He's that. Bad. Oh, yeah, this man has given me sun poisoning. I was killed him in, when we were in uh, middle school. We took him oh, yeah. back still in Jersey, and we all went to the family at the beach. We only lived about maybe forty five minutes at the most from the beach in, uh, in Jersey. So we would go down to the coast, not that far from Atlantic City, and let's have a good old time. And we he didn't we didn't put no sunscreen on. We did we put very little. I did at first, but then we went to the ocean, and you know it wears off pretty quickly. Right. And we we come back, and he's got blisters on both of his ears. I look like two legs on like, all over his. Oh, it was bad. Like blister, blister, yeah. blister, blister, that's, like that's bubbles. Friend Ansel, I am at least capable of tanning. In in small periods, yeah. But my my high school best friend Ansel, who's been on the show before, they are extremely pale, even more pale than I am. We went on a float trip a couple summers back, and they burned through a t-shirt. Oh, whoa! <laughs> burned oh. through a black t-shirt, like yeah, yeah sure. oh, that, No, that's a level of impressive, right there. Yeah, I, I would I would hold that in like a high esteem. That that is an honor to that type of burn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, terrible because uh, we were in like a group of like what 20 25 people on this float trip, something like that. And uh, you've got you've got our circle, like our half of this circle, which is you know, uh, predominantly 
white liberal kids who, you know, don't don't do a whole like we drink, but we don't go and just get hammered. And then you've got the other half of this circle, which are kids I grew up with, who I still love to death, that are very much products of uh, of a, a, a small town hick mentality education um, who are just drunk and want to stop the rafts every time out in the blazing sun and not in the shade. <laughs> and yeah, poor Ansel like had a towel wrapped around them, like was trying to keep the sun off of them and just was like trying to hide in the water. Yeah. Could not succeed. It was terrible. Like, Oh yeah. Once you're on that water, that's the worst place you can so be bad. if you burn out much. Yeah. Yeah. The reflection from the water. Yeah. You're, you're screwed. <laughs> you're like a boiled yeah. egg. <laughs> I haven't burned in a long time, but I will tell you, and this is probably a little gross, but there was something satisfying about the peel afterwards. Mm. <laughs> Peeling yeah. that dead skin off. Just like a lizard. <laughs> yeah. Shedding your skin. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's really the only fun part of the, of a, of a sunburn. Like, yeah. That's your little reward after all that. Yeah. You're like, Mm, look at that. Look, look how big that one all is. Up in your fingers, yeah. <laughs> what? Anyway. I get one good burn in summer. If I burn once, I won't burn again. And yeah, I don't know why that is. And I'm probably going to pay for that when I get older, when we become this one big wrinkled mess. You know, one of the like, leathery bound, the old man. It's <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But that hot dog skin. marching band has granted me very freckly shoulders from all the burns over the years. Oh, I'd imagine yeah. so. Yeah. For me, it's the arms. I, I drove around in a truck for four years. I was a repo man, and I always had the, uh, the you know, the arm hanging out the windows and driving the truck around. So I had one very tan arm and one completely pale arm. And I'd walk yes. around like that. I mean, just that's, is what it is. That's like a Midwest trope, though. Like, you have to that's do true. that when you live out this way. That's true. Well, then you also got to have, you know, the tan line that stops at your, your collar, your shirt. You got to have that, too. Color your shirt, and then definitely right about your farmer's, elbows. Farmer stand. Yeah. Get that farmer stand going. The on. Farmer stand. Yep. You got. You yeah. got to have a really good one in the summer. Or you're not truly a midwestern. True. Chris, what do you think? Do you think it's about time to open up a, a pod deck? Question. Uh, yeah. No one just pull one of each. We have we have two different decks. We have a what the heck, and we have a uh, would you rather. They're they're right, always right. happen to be. Oh, uh, we've got the would you rather. Oh wait, what, what would you rather? Uh, <laughs> What the heck? What the heck? Okay. That is solid product placement, guys. There you go. You got to get it in there. We're not even sponsored yet. (laughs) Notice us. Notice us. All right. uh, Here's from the What the Heck deck. What would be the absolute worst name you could give your child? Chris, I'll start with you. I say you wouldn't double up on your last name because that'd be terrible. Like Reagan is a name, but Regan yeah. is my last name. So Reagan's my niece. Reagan Regan. Ooh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Which my 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 sister was yeah, is married, so she's got a different last name now. So it's not as stupid sounding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll take that answer. That's Go fine. F- I mean, the, my first thing would be like, I mean, a curse word. You wouldn't would want to name them like I don't know. <laughs> Fart, shitty fart, fart, or something. <laughs> we gotta be careful with the initials. Like they, they can't be like WTF. You know what I mean? Oh, actually, that would be pretty fun. I, I think. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. I'm just thinking specifically for my name, Mulholland. Like, because mine's already kind of tough for folks. Maybe Muhammad. Muhammad Mulholland. 
That'd be a, a a rough one for for people. They'd be oh, uh, your kid would hate you. Imagine you anyway, spell net anyway, in middle what school. What nationality? What religion? Where are you from? And how do we spell it? <laughs> I get that a lot. What's your name? Sean Muhammad. Okay, M U H. I'm like Sean yeah, Mullen. <laughs> These two names are are unique to each other. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah. What do you think? My first thought is with the last name Campbell, I'd have to stay away. From anything that would remotely resemble food. <laughs> that was soup. Oh, soupy Campbell. <laughs> oh, was, chicken Campbell. Trisha Campbell soup as a kid. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah, that that would that would be a layup, honestly. <laughs> That's too easy. That's something a second grader would come up with. Yeah, his first grade, I think. <laughs> Started early. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking. Considering that my easy. last name got got morphed into Slutton a couple times, uh, <laughs> because right, because we're high, you know, we were high schoolers and we have to do things like that. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a terrible, terrible name. The one name that comes to mind, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, with Jason Lee though. Uh, Love Jason Lee. You know his kid. He has a kid named Pilot Inspector. No, what? Yes. Oh, and honestly, why? Not only is it pilot inspector, inspector is spelled with a K. Why did he do that? That I don't know. <laughs> He's a celebrity. It's what they do. They, you know, Apple, Apple and, and Northwest and yeah. Southeast. No, not Southeast. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be my answer is, is pilot inspector. Just, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You won that round, Kyle. Yeah, no, yeah, hand down. <laughs> I went with a real name. And everyone else... <laughs> Does the kid have Lee as the last name? Pilot Inspector Lee or is it just Pilot Lee. Inspector? That's weird. I'll never look at Jason Lee the same way again. Uh, <laughs> All right, here's from the uh, Would You Rather deck. Would you rather have your jaws wired shut for a month, drinking only out of a straw, or wear an eye patch for a year? That's easy for me. It's got to be an eye patch. I talk too much. I can't keep my <laughs> mouth shut for that long. We're an eye patch Same. for a year. That's a long time. I I mean, I'm practically blind at this point. I'll take the eye patch. Like, what the hell's one less eye going to hurt? So, <laughs> I already walk into shit as well. So, I mean, it's not going to Thank hurt. you. <laughs> <laughs> my my main takeaway is already a pirate, and I drink a lot of rum. So, we'll just lean into it and go with the eye patch. <laughs> Dang, I gotta go against the grain here. I'd probably take the month long jaws. Well, no, because jaws wired shut. I don't want to go through all that. Yeah, that's, that sounds that's like some painful surgery. Yeah, yeah, you're drinking, you're eating soups out of a straw, and yeah. I mean, I mean, we gotta put this show on hiatus for a month. Yeah, it's not cool either. <laughs> right. We couldn't. We're, I could just sit here with a wired jaw. <laughs> no, I guess you guys are right. Entire album with his jaw wired shut. Who did? I think it was Kanye West. Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. I say it's on brand. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I can't say I know uh, you know anything about that. <laughs> That's a little outside my expertise. <laughs> there you go. That's your pod deck section for the uh, the sponsorship that we're not we're not a part of yet. <laughs> not part of. There was one thing I there's one thing I started doing. I just did for my uh, my son's birthday was yesterday, but we did like a little sleepover for two of his friends this past weekend. And I I freaked out my movie theater, my local cinema uh, Cinemark, twice now. 
mm-hmm. because I thought I DoorDash now, and I brought my bag in, and I walked right past the ticket counter and went to the counter and ordered the first time. I forgot how big two large popcorns were. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, it was just me, my wife, and my two kids. There's only four of us, and I have two massive popcorns, and I'm like, oh, I can't even eat all a large popcorn sitting in a theater, let alone sitting at home. You know, watching, I don't even remember what movie we were watching. Mm-hmm. But they looked at me and they were like, what, what's this guy doing? Because I then put down my bag and I put both of them in my bag. So now they're thinking, who ordered popcorn through DoorDash? <laughs> <laughs> so I know that's going through their brain. And then right. I was kind of walk where by the ticket counter again, look at him, kind of nod and walk out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, they pretty much same thing happened this time around. Uh, so I look at him, walk by, grab it. I, I was waiting for someone to stop me. I was like, "Excuse me, sir, somebody what stop me." He was like, "What are you doing?" I just want some popcorn, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, I did do that for uh, Wonder Woman eighty four. I went and got movie theater popcorn, and then came back and ate it with the the family. I did I forget did. how much I really enjoy, it. even though I don't I don't eat popcorn any other time. It's just at the theater. Yeah. And I can't even get through a, like a medium popcorn. Like I'll mm-hmm. eat it. Now I'll eat majority of my popcorn before the movie even starts. And I won't touch the popcorn while the movie's going. Guys, yeah. I miss it. I miss the theater going experience. That was one of my joys just to get away for a couple hours, just in a darkened theater. There's no cell phone. There's no interruptions. There's no, you know, wife asking you questions about who's this and why are they doing this and, uh, you know, plot structure. Got his calls like and that. everything. <laughs> I, he didn't, but I used to go to the theater like by myself at times. Like I would go, you know, do the 11 a.m. showing. Uh, mm-hmm. Say if it was a, something I was looking forward to, maybe I'd take the Friday off and just go and, and see an early showing of it. It was just my my solace, you know. I I, I just love it so much. Getting the uh, a few days later, picking the uh, piece of popcorn out of your teeth, and uh, just that whole experience. Well, where did this kernel come from? Oh yeah, that was a week ago. Uh, <laughs> this is going to yeah, become no, part of my tooth. Uh, you you'd actually be surprised at how many people before the pandemic would actually do that. They would get up early and you know take Friday off, come see the newest release before everybody else before the crowds got there. Uh, the only time that didn't happen was for Avengers Endgame, and that's because we sold out every single show every hour on the hour. Oh, uh, yeah. I went to the yeah. 8 a.m. showing. I told my boss that I had to go to a doctor's appointment, but it was actually, <laughs> it was actually Doctor Strange because I went yeah. to an 8 a.m. show in Endgame, I mean, and it was glorious. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, so I, I work for, uh, for a license office now, a DMV, and I'm still, if I'm still there when this is all over, um, and no time to die ever gets released, yeah. hopefully in October. Um, yeah, that, sorry. I I'm sick today. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it won't be because I'm watching the movie that morning. It's because I'll have watched it the night before. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, see, that's, that's how we were with the, this, the, the Star Wars franchise. Me and him yeah. were at like the theater at the midnight release. We were there, and now I yep. think that midnight release is even like the second or third running of that the movie. Now it's like at eleven o'clock yeah. sometimes. Now. It's at like seven p.m. Uh, theaters around here, you go like Thursday at seven p.m. and they start showing that's, it. That's actually, after uh, Aurora, after the shooting at oh, uh, uh, that dark makes sense. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, the yep. studios started kind of getting away from midnight premieres. Yeah, started doing it earlier in the evening. That uh, makes sense. Know, 
I didn't I even think, think honestly, of it too. Yeah, that's the last midnight movie I went to go see was Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, uh, actually, for me, I think that's right too. Oddly enough, yeah. though, that it was kind of trending that way even before that tragedy happened, because um, I remember distinctly remember uh, when the first Iron Man came out. We had. 7 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock shows running all the way up to midnight for that. So it was just wow. it was a matter of time before it happened. But, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Aurora, Colorado really, really forced that. So uh, Have they had completely abandoned the midnight showing because of that and run earlier up till like the last showing of the evening and then start again in the morning? Uh, That's something I paid attention to. We've had some late shows. Uh, when Endgame came out, we had shows starting at like 8 a.m. and until uh, like 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah, we had it going late for Endgame when it came out. I uh, can't imagine sitting there between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. <laughs> watching a movie. But I mean, that's oh. some people's schedule. So I guess, you know, if, yeah. if you're typically work third shift or something, I mean, that would be a yeah. party for you. It, it used to be midnight because that's when the studios would let us play it because we, we can't play it if they don't. If they don't let us. Don't give mm-hmm. you a thumbs up. Yeah, because yeah, I, I remember hearing you guys talk about like all your retro titles and you know, you guys got to get like keys or something on those lines to go ahead and get yeah. approval to go ahead and play them and that whole deal and how people want to say, hey, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, good yeah. luck. Yeah, just because we have the content doesn't mean we're able to play it. It's it's it has got a, basically a digital lock on it and they send us a, a file that is time stamped and says you're allowed to play it between, you know, this day at this time and this day at this time. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And if that's not downloaded, it won't play. Which uh, really makes me uh, like as easy as it is to do digital. Now these days, uh, it makes me really miss the, uh, the old 35 millimeter days. Um, case in point, uh, And since the old theater company that we work for is now defunct, I can actually tell this story. Um, so when the first transformers came out, many moons ago uh it came in cans and so we'd have to build up the reels well paramount would send them out with uh with combination locks on and you had to wait until they emailed us the lock combination well some of us are just impatient and uh not me but the projectionist on duty said well we're watching this damn movie tonight and i don't care what they say and somehow (laughs) magically that lock came off without any uh, extra assistance, so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it just went over my head. What did he do? I mean, did he not? Ha- did he have the combination early, or what happened? No, no, all, no, so, all those no. spin things. If you listen to them right, you can hear it click. You just got to know what you're listening for. And enough YouTube videos will teach you how to do it. <laughs> right. So so actually, how it happened was... Or you just have a destructive personality. That too. Because <laughs> uh, there was talk of crowbars being brought out and all this other stuff to get it off. Uh, That's funny. For Transformers. For, just for Transformers. I, okay. I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus here. I love that movie. Me yeah. too. I, I, lo- I, think it's I love the trans. I go to the theater for that kind of movie sometimes. I don't See, think anything more into it. I get I get talking robots. I got popcorn. I got explosions. That's that's what I wanted. Everything a growing boy needs. So. Exactly. Uh, that also happened for Hunger Games. Uh, our theater had already gone digital at that point, and they didn't unlock it until like late Thursday night. But one of our other theaters that was owned by the same company in the town, you know, just next town over, was still 35 millimeter. And so I'm texting them, talking about, oh, man, I can't watch it yet. And he goes, we already broke into our case. Come on down tonight. We'll watch it. <laughs> okay. Great. 
See, that's some of the fun that uh, we've missed out on, just not being uh, within the movie. I've always been jealous. See, when I was a kid, I was like, that would be the, that was like the goal when I was a kid, like, man, to just that's be working in a movie theater. Because you thought the same thing that you'd love working at Suncoast, and you grew to that's hate true. it. That's true. And they ruined it for me because I had to do inventory and all that crap. So it kind of <laughs> the magic was gone. Teenagers. So in in response to that, I can honestly say as much as our customers drive us crazy and all that, um, I've worked security, I've done delivery, I've done mar- uh, merchandising, I've done. Uh, flooring estimates i've done a bunch of stuff and yet i keep coming back to the theater uh not because the pay is great um but because i genuinely love my job yeah Uh, and that's i mean that's why we do it that's why we started the podcast honestly and uh yeah so it's it's the one job i can honestly say that um i haven't quite hated it it's had its days where it sucked (laughs) uh i've seen it a lot over the years too we always joke about how many people leave thinking that, Oh, I got this better job with, with better pay. And then they end up coming back because they realize yeah. that job. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I, I did want to hit you with this uh, one question uh, before we got kind of, you know, get out of here. We're running a little long here, longer than we told you we were going to be on. Wrapping up the show. Look who's steering the ship now. Wow. This ah. is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hit you with this here. What is your, your personal favorite movie that you think is super underrated Ooh. It's underrated? underrated underrated like people look by it they'll walk say for instance if uh, blockbuster was still open they'll walk by it without without blinking an eye empire records oh yeah well oh, you knew that quick <laughs> i i knew what her answer was as soon as she said i adore that movie and not enough people know about it that's a fun one also money following but so many people don't even know about it. Liv Tyler and uh, Renee Zellweger before she hit big. Mm-hmm. Yep. I say, I, uh, I'm not even familiar with it. That's yeah. It's quite possibly one of the most '90s movies you'll ever watch. Oh, it's so nice. It's basically <laughs> shenanigans of a record store and their employees. Awesome. And South throw mine out there. Mine is a uh, Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito. Oh, that's a good one. I love that movie. I, I don't that's know why movie. I love it. I mean, I'm I was in the army. But this was pre me being in the army, so it's it's kind of a little bit of that, and you know, you know the group of uh, double D's and Shakespeare and the whole thing. It's I know there's something about that movie that I always kind of gravitate back to it. Yeah, uh, I've been sitting here thinking the entire time what what's my favorite underrated movie? I can tell you my favorite terrible movie is still Super Mario Brothers, uh, but when it comes to an actual solid movie, that's that's just kind of got a cult following. I'm going to go with Better Off Dead. Mm. That's another one of your favorites. Yeah. That's old school. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is. Uh, but John Cusack. We love us some John Cusack over here. <laughs> I I guess I'll bring up one. It's uh, I enjoyed it a lot when it came out, and I haven't revisited it in a while, and I should because it would probably be awesome in 4K, and uh, it would probably be Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes, <laughs> I think it's. I mean, it, I think it's Edgar Wright's. I mean, Edgar Wright is just an, an amazing director, and I think mm-hmm. it really showcases his talents. But it had a ton of the, like the cast was insane, kind of before they all hit big. Like you know, like Aubrey Plaza's in there, and um, even um, Chris uh, Captain America. 
Chris Evans. Chris Evans, yeah, he's in there. Like, it's just a, a crazy cast. So, and yeah. it's a fun. Like, the special effects are insane. And I, you know, it, it kind of popped when it first came out, and I don't think anybody's talked about it in in a decade. <laughs> uh, we actually did a, a, a screening of it. Uh, what two years ago? Something, Eight, like that. something like that. We actually had a live band come into our theater uh, to play the Sex Bob-omb songs. Yeah, after the show. <laughs> it was great. Uh, but some, uh, I'm sorry, I was thinking of another underrated movie, one that I absolutely loved when it came out, and it was actually my first summer at uh, the theater we currently work at. Uh, 2007's Speed Racer. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Speed Racer is a legit good movie, and <laughs> did not about. Mm -hmm. I worked, uh, I mentioned I was a uh, repo guy. So I worked at this uh, store called Aaron Sales and Lease. They're kind of like a rent-a-center yep. type place. Got and uh, they, uh, you know, they would showcase a wall of TV sets, you know, that you could buy. And so we'd always play, you know, big special effects, you know, latent movies mm -hmm. to kind of show off the TVs. And Speed Razor was a go-to because it was just, the colors just popped. And oh, the activities yeah. It were terrific, and it looked so good on just an entire wall full of TVs. So that was a go-to for us. That's a good mm -hmm. one. I can throw one out there, another one that Sean asked me asked at me about, but it's another military one, mm -hmm. G.I. Jane. Yeah, that's another one. I'll, I'll kind of, if it's on TNT or TBS or anything, no matter mm -hmm. where it is in the movie, I'll just stop. Just got to sit and watch it. I'll that just sit and watch it, pick it up from where it is at. I'm always thinking about that. Like when I'm, you know, old, like older than I am now, when I'm an old man sitting in my recliner, watching movies that I loved from the nineties and my Drinking old fashion. Yeah. And my grandkid walks in. <laughs> hey, like, hey, oh. hey, hey, I don't need to be attacked here. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa, what's this crappy movie you're watching? What's it from 19, you know, what's it from like 2020? I'm like, no kid. It's from 1996. This is Speed. Keanu Reeves. Yes! <laughs> you don't know movies. Speed is Speed is awesome. Yes, we we did our summer. We did a uh, since there was no blockbusters this past summer, we did a through the decades of mm -hmm. like the best blockbusters, and we each picked two, so we watched another way throughout. And Speed was one of the ones that we did. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Those movies that we really enjoyed, but we haven't revisited it in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We we've done that uh, a few times. Um, Gross Point Blank's one that I come back to pretty frequently since yeah. uh, since we already mentioned John Cusack. Uh, but speaking of 90s blockbusters, I think and I'm not calling it a blockbuster other than the fact that it actually, you know, was breaking financial records. Uh, <laughs> Scream when it came out. Um, oh, yeah. That's one we come back to constantly. Yeah. And it's so good. And it still holds up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, I just we just rewatched that one in October. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had so much fun with the summer one. We tried to copy it and redo it for the Halloween, and yep. we couldn't wait to be finished. We like we put ourselves into this, and we were not enjoying these movies like we thought we would. Yeah, like horror movie guys. So we were both like, it was kind of a chore for us to like, you know, mm -hmm. watch, you know, and, and like my wife hates horror movies, so it's not right. something I can enjoy. I had to like go to the bedroom and watch a horror movie by myself. But well, the older I get, the more of a puss I become. I don't even <laughs> want to watch it by myself. <laughs> we, yeah, no. So for Halloween this year, we actually uh, we were trying to figure out what to do, and of course, we can't go out. We can't really go get dressed up and go party or anything. Uh, so we did a movie night over at her house, and we did. Uh, I I called it the history of the slasher film marathon. Uh, so we went 60s, 70s, and 80s. Started with Psycho, went to uh, Black Christmas from 1973, 
and then closed out the night with Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, that's terrific. So, I'm not yeah, familiar with Black Christmas, kinda, but... Yeah, no, like, I, I, when I was sitting there going, I don't want to do, like, we already watched Halloween this year. I don't want to watch it again. Like, yeah, watching Halloween during Halloween is just like, you know, wonderful life during Christmas. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. It's a, it's a masterpiece. It's a great, but there's, there's other stuff out there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay, guys. uh, Well, you know what? This is, this has been amazing. Uh, We wanted to do, we were talking about doing this, you know, having uh, other podcasters on and uh, thanks for joining us. You know, if you know anyone's listening to this, which we we actually have two viewers, so uh, if, if those two viewers wanted to find you guys, uh, um, where can they find you? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at drunk underscore theater. You can also find our, our show uh, on Apple, Spotify. The show is called My Drunk Movie Theater. Logos right there in the corner. You can see it. Um, but yeah, feel free to go go follow us on Twitter again at drunk underscore theater. Uh, we're constantly on there. I'm, I'm usually on there just, just BSing with people left and right, just kind of chiming in wherever, um, we definitely respond. And that's actually kind of a good way to, uh, kind of catch some of our little stories before we wind up telling them in full on the show. If you kind of want to get a preview of what's coming next. A very fun follow. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there, the links are actually below in the show notes. If you're watching over here on YouTube, so you can find their Spotify there and you can find their actual iTunes there. So you check that out get you over there really easily yeah we had a great time having you guys on our first guest talking movies talking uh movie theater industry and uh, we'd love to have you guys on again i'm sure we could fill a whole another a whole another hour talking about stuff oh absolutely <laughs> yeah no thanks for thanks for having us on and uh we'll have to return the favor at some point get you guys on to our show yeah. so sounds good awesome. okay everybody well you know that's a, a wrap here for the our second episode here and uh we'll see you guys hopefully at 10 10 o'clock on the WandaVision wrap-up show. Uh, we didn't speak at all about it. I thought we were going to talk maybe a little bit of WandaVision, but uh, 10, maybe 30, 10, 10, yeah, maybe we didn't time. get that far. There's yeah. what we talk about. That's a, whole, that's a whole other show. Yeah, the after show <laughs> of this show. <laughs> I can imagine. Okay, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure, you know, Kyle and Trisha. Uh, we're going to go ahead and roll the credits. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you.